Discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better get yourself a golly t-shirt, buddy. My name is Warren. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me his name. The blackest eyes. Keep away. That's always mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. Be my victim. Everybody, welcome back to Troglodyte Podcast. I am Loki Jesse. Hey guys, it's Tom. Hey Tim, how are you feeling today? I'm doing alright. A little tired, but I'm doing alright. That's good. Well, I got some good news, as I told you off before we start recording. I'm now back in the working field. I'm a job. I mean, I'm a job. I have a job now. You are a job. Yes. So, um, I'll be back bringing in the money. So, um, you know, the we'll be getting better equipment. And, um, we'll get, we'll, we'll see if we can get those, um, uh, back to the future shoes with the self-lace, uh, ties oh, and stuff. No, they actually sell those. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. That's why, that's yeah. why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working at, um, an auto parts store. So that's going to be good. I can't say which one, but it's not a mom and pop. It's a big corporation. Um, y'all can figure that out. Sure. And I'm excited. I can't wait to get back to, the working field, I'm, um, I almost stayed in bed all day because I was like, you know what, I just want to like celebrate being in bed, the last day of being in bed all day. But no, no, I got up, I cleaned, I picked up, you know, I got everything to ready to get in order, not just to record, but you know, all my paperwork and things like that. So, yeah. and then I just had to like, you know, like file on, I'll go online and do the unemployment thing and let them know I'm back working because I don't want to cheat the government. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to cheat the government. No. No. Definitely. No, they're so good to us. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll fight the power. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, today, we're discussing... It's an interesting one. Yes. It's a it's a cult film. It's yeah. a, it's a favorite. It's a favorite. Um, It's a cute film. It's very cutesy. Reason why I picked it. Yes. Someone was supposed to be here. Oh. And then she was feeling a little sick. That's okay. Maybe we, we, she could pick another episode and we can have her on. Like now, yeah. that, that was the reason why I got out of bed early so I could, you know, make space in the in the recording area. Yeah. And she does feel bad for. Nah. I mean, I'm sure she does, but like, I think, I think now that like I made I made space available in the recording area, so. Um, in fact, I was thinking that maybe, well, not right now because we're recording, but you know, like we could, we could put you in that little corner of space or you like where you are right now. I like where I'm at. Okay. Why? No, I'm just wondering, you know, just like to give us more space and stuff. But if you like your little, if you like your area, then that's fine. And we'll just save that, the, the other area for like the guests when we have guests. Sure. So, yeah, so now we won't have to go to Anthony's. Sorry, Anthony. Nah, I said we still go. Huh? Okay, we can still go to Anthony. Yeah. Yay! Uh, Thank you, Anthony. 
um, Anthony's the owner, one of the one of the co-owners to Guy Ultra Hype and Hobbies. Thank you very much for letting us record there every now and then. We appreciate you. And so yes, if you think your um, football player can take on somebody's butterfree, go on to Guy Ultra Hype and Hobbies. Okay. I know that's my one. That's my you one got, and only. You got one. Yes. You that, got that. one and you and you did it too quickly. That's what she said. Um <laughs> But that just means we won't mention them at the end. Okay. They already got their plug. Alright. Yeah. Fucker. So shout out to our Patreons, Cash and Angie. Thank you for your support. Thank you to our markets in New York, San Antonio, Austin, Texas, and Houston, Texas, and of course our hometown Laredo. Yeah. I didn't really like give the numbers of the whatever they are. We know many the the top five. I just like yeah. threw them out randomly. So all that being said, um yes, this film is a very um it's a cult film. I yeah. think it's a cult film. It's yeah. very unique. It's very different. We're talking about Sugar and Spice. Yes. Released in two thousand one. And uh wow. Wait yes it's two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand one. It's weird because like so then, American Pie came out in 1999 or 2000? Uh, I think it was in 1999. Uh, let's, let's go back into our, got to go back, go and look at our, um, our thing. Yeah, 1999. Yeah. Oh, so part two came out in 2001. Okay. Wow, so Mia Surreal, uh, God, God, Mia Sur, Serene, Sur, no, Mia Surreal, because I'm trying not to get confused with Mia Serino. That's the one from... Uh, that's the daughter of Paul Serino. They have like unique... Somewhat unique names. Mia, Mia Serena and Mia Serino. You mean... Um, uh, mean Mina Ser, Servari. Servari, okay. Why did I always... Why was I saying... It? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, she was really hot at this time when this film came out. Sugar and Spice. Yeah. And before we go into it, let's go with the summary here, so... No! That's it! A bank robbery! A big pile of money and my little family to be could get our heads above water! Oh my god, I read about this. It's called Pregnancy Insanity. Look, I might be moody, I might be gassy, but I am perfectly sane. Think about it. In school they tell us dreams can come true, right? Right. But they don't tell us how. Sugar and Spice tells the tale of the five cheerleaders who are the the group A, which is like the group squad that basically does all the cheers for the football games and stuff. And there is the story is being told through a narration through Lisa, who is part of group B, who is basically the bitch and thinks he deserves everything narcissistic. And she tells the story of the group A, which consists of main cheerleader well, cheerleader captain Diana, Lisa, Cleo, Kansas, and Hannah. So, uh, she tells a story of how Diana meets Jack, with his little nod to John Manaclamp's Jack and Diane. Such a loser. <laughs> I grew up on that song, leave me alone. <laughs> Remember, I'm 80. I know. <laughs> Okay, so Jack and Diane fall in love, get, they start, you know, doing what teenagers do, you know, do the bump and grinding, she ends up getting pregnant, <laughs> Hell, they tell fucking their- fucking nerd. They- 
the pumping grinding? Well, this Could is, you sound more like an old lady? This came out. Uh, this came out. At, well, this came out at when the nineties ended. So bumping grinding was still around in that era. People were using that phrase. <laughs> no, it's it's like how do you want it? How do you feel? Oh, that's that's not bumping grinding. That's not even the song. I'm I'm singing the song. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So then they tell their parents. The parents disown them. And then they decide to um, go off on their own. They get a little apartment. She gets a job at the bank at a at a grocery store. And she's while she's um, struggling stuff, she gets the idea to rob the bank at her store. Yeah. So she gets her cheerleader cohorts to well cheerleader group to help her out plan this robbery. And shenanigans ensue. And they end up robbing the bank and getting away with the money because she makes a deal with Lisa. Who corroborates with their alibi, and that's basically the film in a nutshell. Yes, I mean it's not it's not too difficult. Um, it's a cute movie. It, it is very cute. I, uh, I I don't. I mean, I like the music of this time. I mean, it's not very. It's it's very nostalgic, but not not. Like I said, what well, kind of the way to describe the craft of the, how it screams nineties? Yeah, this. Didn't scream 2000s that much. Well, yeah. the early 2000s. It was just very... It was cute. It was a cutesy film, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, so this film was picked, right? What the... Uh, uh, precise expression that I, I wanted my wife to be here. Yes. She, she loves this movie. Yes. That's what we were talking about in the beginning. She's feeling a little sick today. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the day. Uh, pregnant lady. Don't want to move her too much if she is feeling sick. So she yeah. stayed home. But, um, yeah, this is one of her favorite movies. Yeah. She's supposed to kind of be here and give some of her comments. Like I was saying, Mia Severini. It's just where are you getting that name from? I don't know because I'm getting her confused with Mia Savari. Well, Serino, because she's you know the I'm getting her confused it's, with Paul so, Savino. So this is how it is. It's Mena or Mina because it's M E N A. Yeah, I always heard Mina, and then Savari. 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 Yeah. Okay, Mina Savari. Yeah, she was um. Her popularity was, she was the it girl of the early 2000s because she was like, you know, American Pie, yeah. uh, one and two, and then it was Loser, and there's other, oh, yeah, um, what's it called, American Beauty, I guess she was in that film Domino, I don't, I don't remember her in that film, that was more like, um, what's her name, wait, was it her? Um, maybe she was a title character in Domino. Uh, oh, she she played a small part in Carrie the Rage. She was in the Slums of Beverly Hill. Um, she was in Kiss the Girls. Oh, she was in that film Nowhere. Oh, we gotta find somehow find that film to see. I've never heard of it. That's a that's part of the Teenage Apocalypse films. Okay, it starts with um, oh god, the Living End, and then it goes to Doom Generation, and then it's the Nowhere. Okay. Uh, she was also in the Musketeer. Uh, beauty shop. 
I guess that's it. Uh, I'm just going to look into this domino thing here. That Oh, Kira Knightley was the lead actress. I knew that wasn't her. Uh-huh. So then how did she... I guess maybe it was her cameo spot in Domino. But yes, yeah, she was kind of like the it girl in the early 2000s. I mean, like she along with uh, all the other girls from the the American Pie films. And all the other stuff, early crap. But this one, she kind of... She wasn't normally well she's usually blonde but this one she was kind of like like a like, redhead yeah a redhead or brown red brownish kind of yeah. autumn playing the opposite of what she usually plays because she was i don't want to say white trash but she kind of sort of kind of no actually no diane was more white trash white trash i don't know dude <laughs> well there was no there was no mexicans in this film or um black people yeah so this was like mid, yeah. This was like in Minnesota, right? Somewhere, yeah. Because this film was, uh, yeah, Minnesota. That's where the film was premiered. Minnesota, yeah. So it's like it's an interesting movie, man. Um, it, it is. It's it's very much a satire. It, it's actually kind of based on a true story. Really? So, yeah. Yes, because there was an incident that happened. Uh, for it was like some teenage girls. Mm-hmm. In Texas, of all places, Kings with yeah. Texas, where they were, um, uh, I, it was kind of an inspiration, but not somewhat. I looked that up earlier. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it happened in 1999, so like two years before this film came out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was in Kingswood region of Houston, Texas, where four teenage girls were involved in a spring of robberies. They were robbing grocery stores and bakeries. And they was just to like you know they you know they used the money that they stole for their body piercings, their recreational drugs, and they were just damn yeah. Um, so the film was loosely based on them, but also the film was gonna be called originally it was gonna be called Sugar and Spice and uh, Semi Automatics. But um, interesting. they changed some of the stuff after the Columbine massacre. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they weren't going to go there. Yeah, definitely. And ironically, oh, yeah. So, like, at this time, oh, well, speaking of black people, Gab- Gabrielle Union auditioned for this film and she didn't get it. Like, like a lot of actresses, like, you know, Christian Dunst. Um, did I say her last name right? Christian Dunst, yes. Yeah. So... At this time of auditioning, it was either gonna they were either gonna have them go to either Sugar and Spice uh-huh. or Bring It On, uh-huh. and I I guess they saw Sugar and Spice Sugar as the Spice. more A movie, yeah, and they thought that Bring It On was like the consolation prize. But oh, because they both came out, Gabrielle Union and and uh, Kristen Dunst came out, and Eliza Dusky. Yeah, that's true. So, but oh shit, that's funny. No, what's funny is that they thought that Sugar and Spice was going to be the A movie and that Bring It On was going to be the B it's movie. It's a funny movie. Yeah. But, you know, like the, ironically, uh, Bring It On became the A and Sugar and Spice became the B. Yeah. But it's still, like you said, it's a good movie. But it's just how these were done, like, right, right next to each other. Yeah. So, it's a um, pretty good film. Um... <laughs> I gotta just mention her right away. Um, 
Um, well, who was your favorite of the two leaders and why? Who? Um, um, if you want to really, the, the one that loves uh, Conan O'Brien <laughs> I, 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 is the one that I related to the most. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I loved her too because she was... I thought it was hilarious. My wife had kept telling me, she goes, oh, this movie's, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. And I was like, I don't know, bud. It seems kind of girly. It's not my shit. And then I was like, oh, there's this one chick that's in love with Conan O'Brien. She goes, and you get the joke, right? Yeah. She goes, you get it, right? That's you. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not that obsessed with Conan O'Brien. Yes, you are. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> You are. You have told me if you fantasize I, about a leather okay. room with okay. leather furniture. Oh, okay. <laughs> Calm down. No, but like, it's just like, I remember seeing this film um back on VHS because uh, I was working at Hollywood Video at the time and I ended up renting it. It was like one of the five films I could rent, but I had to wait for this one after it wasn't. It. I had to wait a month and a half so so I could rent new releases. Well, it wasn't a new release at the time, but still, it wasn't that popular. But I remember seeing that part, and I'm like, oh my god, that is so hilarious. And that just, oh my god. I gotta show you this clip before you leave. Yeah. A Conan O'Brien skit. Are you okay with Conan O'Brien skits? I, I love Conan O'Brien. Just want to make sure. I don't he, think you understand how much I, I, like, I genuinely love his. No, I know because like, cause, like, like you, you do know he wrote some SNL skits, right? Yeah, when it was good. Yeah, I'm just saying. Not the ones that you've shown me. He wrote some of those. No, he didn't. No, nah, he didn't. <laughs> I know what he's written. You're going to say, uh, you're fucking, oh, you know he he wrote like for The Simpsons. Yeah, I know he did. And he wrote the best seasons. Oh my god, there's just one SNL skit. I'm not gonna show it to you, but um I like the one. It was like um it was like kinda of like a Superman ripoff. <laughs> and he was all like Molecular Man <laughs> And he was all like Yes, so we had to get Molecular Man to help us Molecular Man <laughs> I don't get him. Oh you have to see the skit. He's I funny. I don't have to Oh you're not gonna see that one. That's not the one I'm gonna show you. Later, after this, maybe in a pause. <laughs> yes, Chloe was Christ. my favorite. I lo- she looks so. Oh God, she was so beautiful. She was also the hottest. Yes, yeah, she was. She had, she had that psycho look to her. Yeah, and and she um, what's it called? She later um, few years down the road, she was in the remake and the American uh, Amityville Horror. I mean, she was in there, that remake. So that was pretty cool. And, um, you know what? I think that's, I'm sorry. That's the only good thing that she's done. Well, I'm, well, the remake wasn't that good. Well, none of her acting credits look good. Yeah, no. Oh, well, Mulholland Drive. She was in Mulholland Drive, so yeah. Never heard of it. That, that's David Lynch. Oh, wait, she was in uh, 30 Days of Night, the original one. And... That's all I see That's here. That looks good. It. Yeah, I, I nothing. None of her, her other credits really screen. Oh, she was in Charmed and uh, Alias. And yeah, that's, not, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, um, Diana, the mastermind. She was so cheerful. She, she just screamed cheeriness. Yeah. Like, 
so so much positivity in her, even when she was being negative. Yeah. So. She was, I think she was a master manipulator. Really? Yeah. Well, well, maybe to Jack, but not to the other squad. No, I think I think she knew. I think she knows how to manipulate her best friends. Oh. Mm. Yeah. She kind of used all of their like, uh, oh, their follies mis- and yeah. like misfortunes and kind of stuff like that to, you know, get to get them to like agree to like do something for her. Yeah, yeah, I could see yeah. that. I see that now. Yeah. yeah, I just thought of her just being so manipulator in her. I never really saw, but now that now that I think back of it, yeah, yes, I do see it now more because she was the one. That was able to get Lisa to go to give them the alibi just by giving up her um her cheer captain thing. Well, yeah. she wasn't gonna be able to be cheer captain, you know, because she was gonna be like full blown pregnant. So yeah, um, her acting credits include um going into the screen franchise, starting with number four as as the uh, Judy Hicks. Just recently died in the movies. Yeah, and then she was also in Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse. Hey, connection to Tarantino. There you go. And Rodriguez, because he was in Sin she City. She was also in Never Planet Been... Terror. Yeah, Planet Terror, Never Been Kissed, Pleasantville. Hmm. What else has she done that's... Hmm. She was in the... Oh, she was the Sandlot. She was Wendy. Oh, wow. You ever see the Sandlot? I don't remember it, at okay. least. Okay, so, moving on. Well, just like, um, let's see one more, look more at her credits, see if ain't no, nothing screams out. The last one was Scream, where she died. And TV. Nope, nothing really screams out. No, no, not really. No, no, so. Um, Early 2000 stuff, and then yeah. that's pretty much it. So the Virgin, Hannah. <laughs> oh my God, she was so funny. Oh, I love the way that she told Kansas. Like, well, unlike you, I have parents that care about me and stuff. And I'm just like, oh shit. I know. And she didn't back down. I was like, fuck. <laughs> she has the power of Christ on her side, man. <laughs> Sure. Oh my god! Like I, <laughs> I kind of fell in love with her there. Like she didn't back down. Like bitch stood up for herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's actually Canadian, huh? and she were, she was share in the in the Clueless series TV series. Oh, there was a fucking series of her Clueless. Yeah, I didn't know that. Was it connected to like the movie or something? No, it was. It was. Kind of like picking up where the movie left off. Oh, okay. Well, sort of, kind of, but in the one, like, if she never, or maybe it was an alternate universe where she never hooked up with Paul Rudd. Ah. Uh, so, yes, uh, she she was in the um, Carrie the Rage, part, well, the Rage, Carrie 2, and uh, Without a Paddle, I haven't seen it, Snakes on a Plane. Uh, yeah, nothing really screams out that I've seen of her here. Nothing in the TV credits. Hitch, I want to probably do the time. Oh, the Clueless one that I mentioned. Uh, flat, nah, 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 uh, psych. Nope. 
Music videos. What music videos were? Maroon Five Sunday Morning. Never heard of it. Sunday morning after midnight. That one. I don't know. That one. The only one. The only. The only songs with like a Maroon Five. Well, my favorite one is um, like. Tap on my window, knock on my door. I wanna make you feel beautiful. I don't mind standing in the rain. That's not. I'm in the cold, in the pouring rain. <laughs> Look for the girl with the broken smile. Ask her if she wants to stay a while. And she. I'm not gonna do the titles. Yeah. So, yes. Um, that's. There's the other one that I like also from him. Um, um, this, not this love, but yeah. Okay. So, um, next, well, can, we mentioned Kansas, uh, Mia Sarari, uh, Lucy Saver Marsh. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was loud. Uh-huh. Sorry. My God. Saveral Marsh Lucy. Oh my God. The one that went to Harvard, the brain. You know what I found out in her credits? Wow. And I didn't get this. In- she was one of the final. Sorry. She was one of the founding members of the Iron Maidens. The fuck is that? The Iron Maidens is a tribute band to Iron Maiden. She played guitar. That was pretty badass, man. I mean, like, fuck. That's so awesome, man. Like, like she, she was with the band. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of breaking up now. She was with the band for two years, and then she kind of went back to acting. But, fuck yeah. She was a, you know, a headbanger bomb. Fuck yeah, man. Like, you know, metal up your ass. Sorry. My metal side is taking it in, coming in. <laughs> but that is so awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even, you know, it's. Yes, it's awesome, but I didn't even like take time to hear their music. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just covers of Iron Maiden songs, but like with females. Oh, but still, it's awesome. You know, chick rockers rule. Um, okay, Fern, the Terminator. Um, let's see. She didn't really have much to do. I mean, she just came in towards the end of the film, yeah. so it's not really that important of a character. Not really. Um, uh, her other stuff that she's done. Uh, just dropped it gorgeous. Nothing, the hot chick. Nothing really screams out here. Not even, okay, TV credits. Yeah, nothing really screams for her TV. Well, unless you're like in, in, uh, NCIS. Not really. Or Rosie and Isles. Sure. Mm, the Mentalist. Yeah, not, nothing really screams out on her. T- well, she was in her friends episode, but yeah, nothing really screams out for her here. So, um, Jack, James Marsden, James Marsden, Cyclops, probably one of the more famous ones in this in this movie. His smile was so mesmerizing. He is a interesting boy. Yeah, that is Cyclops. Yes, and he did this. He. This was after X-Men. Really? Well, who knows? Because X-Men came out in 2000, and this was 2001, so maybe he um, d- um, he 
maybe like you know this was made during X Men or after X Men or before. Yeah, but he his character. I, I don't want to get too much into like the comics. Um, gets fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. Yeah, <laughs> they had to. They. They do absolutely jack shit with his character as Cyclops. Yeah. Especially for, like, I I get it. Listen, give me 20 more years of of, uh, Hugh Jackman as as fucking Wolverine. Yeah. If it means uh, James Morrison gets fucked over on the side. Like, it's fine. In the comics, Wolverine is there, but he's never been the leader. Yeah. It was always... Uh, Cyclops. uh, it was only Cyclops and Aurora, uh, or Aurora Storm. Storm. Yeah, and they just never I, utilized Cyclops's or Storm. Uh, they they're both used to the side, and it was kind of like, especially getting two major actors, yeah, like James Marsden and uh Halle Berry. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you because, um. Well, at this time, Cyclops had this notion of being boring, but... Yeah, he's his, a Boy Scout. Boy Scout, yes, but, like, Superman's a Boy Scout, but... And I just saw this video yesterday about Superman, like, you know, like, you know, that, that like, this video about not disrespecting Superman because he's not just a Boy Scout. There is very interesting stuff about him. Yeah. If you read the stories, just like Cyclops. Definitely. There's a lot of interesting stuff about Cyclops. Even before Joss Whedon took over the character, that made him, like, explosive and fun. But even before that, I mean, for God's sakes, and now we're totally getting into this. I know. For God's... Dude, Cyclops married a woman that looked like Jean when he thought she was dead. Yeah. He was ma- a clone. He married, yeah, he married a clone, Madder, Mar- Madeline Pryor. As a, Madeline Pryor. As a, you know, the name was a joke that Sinister gave her. And when he found out that Gene was alive, he left his wife. Yeah. And baby. Yeah. How is that boring? Oh, he's the absolute fucking worst in the comic book. Yes. Like, how could they say the character is boring when... It's just, it's, it's just that some, it, it, what happened is you, I don't think they were expecting for Hugh Jackman to be such a fucking... Like pop and the, you yeah. know what? Actually, they probably fucking did right because those movies are all of the X Men movies are 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 Wolverine movies. Yeah, well, it's because like Hugh Jackman was a last minute replacement because the original like, I think it was Doug Gray Scott yeah. that was going to be the yeah, Wolverine, yeah. but he couldn't do it, so Hugh was just like last minute guy, and then boom, like uh, he was a fucking like yeah, he was a fucking beast. So yeah, but <laughs> yeah, James Morrison, man. I yeah, mean, he's a great. Can't complain. He, he he plays an idiot so well. But oh my god! But it's like he always plays, and it's just he always plays these secondary actors, I mean characters that are either not the lead or close to the lead, or that don't have a big impact. I mean, okay, like um. Okay, like we just talked about X Men, like you know, he was second build to you know Cyclops, second build to Wolverine. Yeah, and then there's Superman Returns. Again, he was like the consolation prize to Lois Lane. And um, oh, Hairspray, Twenty Seven Dresses. Well, he was the lead in there. I think he ended up with Captain Hagel. 
Sonic. I'm kidding. You know what? Sonic, he was the lead to a computer-generated hedgehog. Oh, my God. Anchorman 2. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, um, uh, uh, lame, right? What's his, what was his Jack, fucking... Jack, Jack Lame. lame? Yeah. <laughs> Lemon. And then there is... Uh, what's it called? There was another film that he did. Actually, no. There was this one, one uh, film that he did. Oh, wait. He was in The Straw Dogs. That's like a remake of a Dustin Hoffman film. Oh. Uh, that's a very... Um, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. There's another film that he did with Carl... Oh, I think it's this one. Uh, yes, it's it's The Loft with Carl, Carl Urban and Wentworth Miller. Yeah, that was... Again, like, he was like the... He was second to the main act. He was second Bill. Yeah. But he's a good act. Oh, my God. And then... Let's talk about Constellation Prize. He was the Constellation Prize in the Notebook too, <laughs> until um, Rachel McAdams like wised up and went with um, Roger Brian Letter every day. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, and then he was in the <laughs> um, uh, Disenchantment or Enchantment. Wait, wait, what was it? uh, it's both. both. It's both. Uh, 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 Enchantment is the first one, and then Disenchantment is the sequel. Okay, yeah. So then, they, <laughs> and um, Patrick Dempsey, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the extended cut. He was uh, the Burt Reynolds. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, like he um, yeah, he kept on um. Why does my voice sound like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he kept on um doing some good stuff. He does good shit. Yeah. He actually does have a... It is a pretty big fucking, like... Well, he has a discography. I mean, like, he had a song in Gossip, the uh, film. Yeah. And then um, in Chapman, he sang with Ad- a- Amy Adams and That's Amore, Hairspray, Hairspray. Yeah. Jinx, You Owe Me a Coke. Um, coolest kids in town. <laughs> So he's done so much. I I um I was in a production of Hairspray. Oh wow! Yeah, when I was uh I was in middle school. Uh huh. Um, were you trying out for his part? Uh, I was his. I did get his part. Oh bitch. wow! Were you? Do- oh wait. I was were- Corny Collins. Oh, I thought you were gonna be. I, I thought you were gonna understudy to his part. No, 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 no. First of all, first of all, I don't understudy, slut. Oh. Okay. I get the parts. Okay, so basically you're don't, um, don't ever come at me like that again. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know you were VIP. I got the part. I didn't just get the part. I murdered. Yeah. Okay, as Courtney Corny Collins. Corny Collins. Corny Collins. <laughs> James Morrison, coolest kids in town. I didn't just sing. I I fucking danced and sang. In a three-piece suit. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Hey, you ever come at me again with that energy? I swear to God, I'll slap you across the face. (laughs) You do have James Morrison's smile. His smile is so intoxicating. The fuck a It's a... Even even now, like, his smile is still... I'm taking your phone calls. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he's ready... He was such an idiot. <laughs> but he's right there at the taco place. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking like saying everything super slow and there's like a giant line. <laughs> and 
And then, uh, wait, after the taco place, where was it? a hot dog place, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets to the video then, store. Yeah, he gets to the video store. <laughs> and then the geeks. The fucking, did, 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 um, did the building manager not kind of look like a, like a young Dave Grohl? Yeah. Kind of, right? Kind of. That kind of like long hair, weak chin, like no beard yet. I I was thinking more at, uh the Anthony from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That too, that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not wrong. He was like, it's like oh god, like it's funny. Like the film was um, based in the 2000s, but this guy looked like he came out of the early 90s from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been funny if Walks is like, you know, I'm Well, that's that's Chris Cornell. I know. No, no, that's that's Eddie Vedder. No, Eddie Vedder is like, like even flow. And Chris Cornell is um, black sun. That is wow. not Chris Cornell. What, that's Chris Pine? Wait, Chris Pine is somebody else. Chris Pine is the actor. Then who's the guy from, from Soundgarden? Chris Cornell, I think, actually. <laughs> what the hold, hell? On, hold, on, doing, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was doing Soundgarden. Soundgarden? Yes. This is Chris Cornell's Audio Slave 2. Made Soundgarden one word or two words? Oh, fucking no. Temple of Dog, Audio Slave. No, Temple of Dog was like both um, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. Yeah. No, he's not in Soundgarden. Then who was in Soundgarden? That's Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder was in Soundgarden? I think so. This is riveting conversation, by the way. Uh, Such an idiot. Soundgarden yeah, Chris Cornell goes, was Soundgarden. Soundgarden, Chris Cornell. Uh... So then, yeah. So then, so yeah, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Black hole sun, won't you come? Yeah. Rest in peace. In 1984, uh, by singer and drummer Chris Cornell, he was the drummer for the band, and he sang. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. I know, dude. That's crazy. And um, is this grunge though? Yes. I'm asking. I I'm, I'm saying yes, dude. Like they were like the the pitters. I got. So, um, this is to my knowledge, um, Nirvana, Soundgarden, uh, fuck, uh, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jams, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and there's another uh, band. Stone Temple Pilots. God, I can't. There, there's one more band I'm forgetting. Because they were the ones that were... I want to see the pillars. Alice in Chains, that's it. Alice in Chains? Yes, those were the the pillars of grunge. Well, the main, the main, um, the mainstream pillars. But, you know, there's, you know, other acts like Mud Honey, The Screaming Trees, Hole, uh, Mother Love Bone, L7, The Melvins, Bush, 
screaming, screaming, smashing pumpkins. Oh, moms. Candle box, silver chair. Wait, silver chair? Food fighters. Oh, food fighters was after. There babes in Toyland. Um, Dinosaur Jr., The Gits, Sonic Youth, The Pixies, Cedar. Wait, no, Cedar was after. The Toadies. Oh, The Toadies. You know, um, fuck, I don't want to say it. Sing it. Mm, okay. Um, now that we've done this memory late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your least favorite part in this film? Or what, what part I, 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 I didn't know. I, I was watching in most of it. So what was your uh, favorite part then? I don't know, dude. I mean, because I was thinking about this, like, when we hit a snag and when we get to films that we both like, mm-hmm. then we're just going to, well, like, not to be an echo chamber, but just, like, say, like, the parts that really stood out for us that made us like it. So. It's a fucking interesting movie, honestly. Okay. It's a fucking interesting movie. Um... I don't think I I disliked it, and I don't think I I loved it. Uh It was a funny movie to its point. I wasn't, like, slapping my knee and, like, you know, falling to the ground. I I thought it was a very interesting movie. Uh, The the main actress was played very well. Yeah. She has the... What I liked about it, and this is probably what, what I liked about the movie the most, is that she... She acts with her eyes a oh, little too yeah. much, and so she plays a psycho, or at least someone who's like, <laughs> I mean, I would say a psycho. Uh-huh. Um, she, she so she acts with her eyes. She's always talking, and she has her eyes bright and open, and she hardly ever fucking blinks. <laughs> well, it is fucking weird, man. I mean, compared to her and Kansas and Chloe. Because those ones also kind of like act with their eye. Well, yeah. you know, their eyes were kind of like big. Yeah. Um, they had big eyes. They had the big eyes, but like it just like looked like, well, like we, well, Chloe was like the psycho, so it's like she had a psycho's eyes. Yeah. And Kansas was like the, the ticking time bomb. So yeah. um, would you say that Diane's eyes were just more like it's psychotic just, than yeah, them? Yeah, it was more psychotic than them. Well, like you said, like you did call her a. Well, they didn't nickname her the Mastermind Betty for a reason. Yeah. And like, so, like he says, he was able to manipulate these other people. Well, these other girls also. But do you, so do you think that they're, since we're going on this whole cycle thing, um, analogy, or, you know, an, an, analyzing it, do you think that their friendship or female friendship was more to her manipulation in it uh, uh yeah i th- i feel like uh, yes uh, women are like that uh, my wife uh can explain this a lot better than i want this okay. is why i wanted her to be here yeah and she will definitely explain this okay yeah uh in the recording i'll send you uh because she goes into detail okay. for sure that's good cool. all right let's we'll, we'll, um let's we'll, we'll record um we should get like like her. I'll get her to talk for like a solid ten minutes. How about yeah, that? Yes, so like we'll we'll cut like five minutes for like the why she likes it. Yeah, and five minutes of her anal- uh, analytics. analyzing the the yes. girls. She is a psych major, so uh-huh. she can break down these characters a lot easier. This is why I wanted her to be here. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get it. we'll get her here eventually for another film. Like yeah, another, another one of her Hopefully life. before the baby. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Fuck. What was I gonna say now? So, what was the point of this film that made you think that this was a good film? Uh, I, I well, I, I wanted to bring in my wife, and I asked her, yeah, 
for a movie idea or whatever yeah. movie she wanted to. Uh, and I also like to branch out a little once yeah. in a while from just doing horror. Um, I, I'm already kind of thinking what movie I want to pick out for the next time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I just sometimes I, I, I like branching out. I, I want to do. Well, that wasn't the question. The question was like, you know, like when you were seeing this film, at what point did you think that, oh, well, this is actually kind of good. I actually like it. Like, what was that scene? Or what, oh, what got okay. you? I got you, I got you, I got you. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Because to me, I'll tell you right off the bat, um, like when I first saw this film, what got me was um, Mia Servivi, uh, Kansas, Kansas. Kansas got me. Servari. Uh, that got me at the beginning when I first saw this film. But seeing this film again, what got me hooked was Chloe because like, you know, yeah. the psycho chick. Like always uh, a psycho I, chick. I, so this is the first time that I've watched it. So, I, 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 what got me to watch it was because of the podcast. Yeah. Um, what, what keep, what kept me entertained was the little jokes. Yeah. It was funny it, and it was unintentionally funny. Yeah. It, it, it feels natural the way that they talk to each other. And I'm very surprised that this movie flunked. I'm surprised because like, this is a kind of a film of its time. Yeah. Where some slurs were used. That can't be used today. And I'm talking about the film, the slurs that were used to describe, you know, Definitely. the LGBTQ uh, community. Like those words would not be used today at all. But it, for the characters of the time in the film, it makes sense because, you know, Lisa was such um entitled bitch that she, you know. And most entitled bitches. And she fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't that good. And then was... Uh, and then, well, um, Kansas, you know, when her mom introduces her to her friend, it's like she automatically thinks, you know, the mom's gay. And it's just, you know, the mentality of the character was white trash. And, like, not all white trash people... Well, no, maybe some of them are. Well, they're white trash for a reason. Moving on, it just uh, wouldn't fly. Yeah, <laughs> it would not. Fly. I know what you mean. Yeah. By so, the way, I I know what I'm gonna pick for like the next and the next time. But. Oh, okay. Well, I know what I'm gonna. I think I know what I'm gonna pick. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna stick to a, a a theme for the next couple of movies. Okay, cool. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Dude. I mean, I stuck. I stuck to a theme with my films for yeah, uh, prom season. That's true. <laughs> Can't wait for next year. <laughs> Well, we better do. I mean, uh, if they, we don't make this like a like a yearly thing, so next year we'll just watch. Uh, we're missing the third one, right? The third one is the fourth one. The third one, so then there you go. Okay, no, no, but I'm, I'm I'm stretching them out, dude. Fuck yeah, I'm st- I'm stretching the third. Like I'm, I'm it, it, obviously the third one's gonna be my p- uh, pick, but then there's like another one that I want to pick that's not part four. Part uh, four is gonna go for the following year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you, I got you. <laughs> but um, okay. Um, so, what do you rate this one? Uh, it's an interesting movie. Uh, I, I want to go with a solid six. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with a six, two on this one. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. It's a good movie. I, I, I think that it falls. I'd rather see this than step it up. <laughs> I, I'll give you that. 
Uh, no offense to Kristen Dunn's or Gra- Ga- no, Gabriel no, Union. Bring right? it on was the bring it on or what the fuck it's called. Let's step up was like the step dance up, one with no. the oh yeah that's what the fucking was it oh, step up the the streets. Uh, that's Channing Tatum. Yeah, that's where was he, it? The, him and his ex wife. Oh yeah, that's um, Chatham and um, uh, Jana Dewan. Yeah. Oh, what the what the which and then it, then the, and then came Step Up Two. Yeah. With Step Up Three, Robert Hoffman and Triana Evan. Yeah. The streets, the and streets. then Step Up Three D. Yeah. Well, movies didn't get any better after uh, uh, Channing Tatum left. Step Up Revolution. Step up, step, step, revolution. Step up, all in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, my next pick is Save the Last Dance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. So then we're done. Wait, we... uh, yeah. I okay, mean, pretty much. Okay, so um, uh, recommendations. You have anything? No. Okay. Uh, no, okay. So um, wow, you didn't even let me like try to pretend. Fuck you. No, I well, don't. you never have anything. I hate you. You want to pretend? No. You can pretend? No. No. Okay, fine. No, I don't want to talk anymore. All right, so um, my recommendation is, the, so I thought there was a new season of Lettered Kenny, but it was a special of Lettered Kenny, the May 2-4. It was like a, like a, because like, like we had Memorial Day and then Canadian, uh, Canada celebrates like the. Canadian? Canadian, yeah. So, and then they kind of had like a. It was a good episode. It was kind of funny. Uh, I didn't really laugh that much, but it was. I recommend that. I recommend this YouTube channel called um, Mystery Archives. Talks about ghost stories and stuff, and yeah, that's what I got recommending for today. Um, so um, so I want to shout out. Not shout out, but I want to plug this event that is happening soon. It is, um, let me get the thing to, let me, let me go to the, my script. Sorry, I know it's script. Well, on the 17th of June, this month, um, here in, here in town at the Co-Brew, uh, we have the golf prom. So, um. If you, um, it's host, it's presented by Nightmare, I'm sorry, Night Creature Promotions. So we have the golf prom happening, and we also have something else happening. This is not till July, so we have plenty of time to, to save up and, you know, drink a lot of tequila. So we're gonna, and, and, uh, again, presented by the Night Creature Promotions. It's a fetish night. At, I think this is at the cold brew also. No, this is not at the cold brew. This is... Does it say the venue? Well, it does say the venue. But, no, doesn't say the venue. Well, just go on to um, Night Creature Promotions and also uh, Miss Golden on her Instagram. Oh, wait. Let me just go to the Facebook. Fuck it. Because I want to... What's the place it's happening? Oh, it's the Boogaloo Room. That's where it's happening at. Yes, the Fetish Night. The Glampire Fetish Night at the Boogaloo Room 
on Saturday, July 8th from 9 till 2. Yes. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. I'm going to try to get up the courage to go. There's going to be Dominatrix. There's going to be Blood Racing. Blood Wrestling. Sorry. There's going to be Burlesque Dancers, DJs, and Pups. If you don't know what Pups is, <laughs> yeah, it's not for you. Um, it's a 18 plus BYOB. Um, $15 is the pre-sale. $35 is the VIP pre-sale. So, um, yeah, get your freak on, people. Let's go and go over to Fetish Night at Glampire July 8th and get your freak on and, you know, discover something about yourself. Okay, I'm done plugging. You went last week, right? Like last year? No, I didn't go. Uh, you didn't want to go with me. I, I remember. No, <laughs> I, God, no, I still don't want to go. Uh, uh, I remember you talking about it last year too. Yeah, last year that was um happening there. Uh, well, no, no, last year it was happening at the Cold Brew. Yeah, I'm not allowed at that bar. This, oh wow. Um. Oh wow, that's a story for Patreon. Um. <laughs> So, um, go ahead and visit our friends over at um, Infinite Infinite Apparent Collectibles at 2107 Strato Drive. Oh, you Drive. finally fucking got the address! Yes, I finally remembered the address. Nice. Here in Laredo, here in Laredo 21, 2107 Shadow Drive, suite number four. Still out there. They got, um, they got like new Madball action figures. If you grew up with the Madballs in the 80s, they got I them got there. Madballs, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Hello! Um, they also got the Barnyard uh, Commandos, they got Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, Marvel, DC, Funko Pops, anime statues, they got it all, and they got um their own brand of apparel. So stop on by Infinite Apparel and Collectibles at 2107 Shadow Drive. <laughs> I remembered it. <laughs> Fuck you. Good job, Justin. Yes. Uh, also, gaming war- Noble Gaming Warrior on McPherson. That one I don't remember. <laughs> I'm McPherson. Sorry, that's, Saunders. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, uh, manager. Sorry, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Um, ah, that's that's all we got. So um, we got announcements. Oh, uh, um, about to close with the fears and beers, guys. Oh, cool. To come over the show, uh, and. Uh, it it sounds like it's gonna be a three a, a whole three parter. Oh, cool! Awesome! Yeah, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, and we're we're gonna be drinking. Oh, fuck yeah! So, um, uh, kind of like closing that down with the guys right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I'm I've kind of been the one to spearhead this a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, sorry to no, take that over. No, take take that lower, dude. Like, um, you work with them. I don't. You, I mean. I've been keeping in contact with them through like the messenger, and I kind of been passing along some some ghost stories I come yeah. across. Like, have you? Because I sent them like this, like this top ten list of creepy, creepy um his uh, Mexican legends, mm-hmm. and there's this one that I didn't hear, I never heard of until now, called a uh, Chavo Negro, of yeah, a Chavo Negro, Negro. It's um. Well, it's um in English, it's like the the black horse, the the black horseman. Okay. It's about this El Charro Negro. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yes. Okay, so that story is about a man that made a deal with the devil to be rich, 
but but in, he sold his soul, and now he's trying to get somebody to take his place. Yeah, and that's the that's the gist of it. But yes, I sent them a link about you know well you know like more like um the ghost stories and urban urban Mex- Mexican stories, and also the one about the doll island. I know they're gonna be. Um, I think they should be recording already. And I yes. just I just heard their Ouija episode. I need to catch up to my podcast episodes. Yeah, and because the, I haven't, there was another one that I just sent them recently. Um, let's see, it was another. Oh, it, it's about the the real life Silent Hill, the Centurion, um, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh huh. It's the town that was kind of like it has like a fire underneath it. And so it's like the the town is whole like cloudy. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That. I'll send you the video. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So um yeah, so I, I can't wait to record with those guys again. It's always fun. Yeah, man. So hopefully uh, about in two weeks, I believe. Awesome, awesome. We'll should be able to record. That's again. a good thing about this new job that like you know yeah. like I'm able to record. We record. I'm able to like work during the day and record at night. No yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it looks like it's gonna be a three parter. I, th- I know, Mister. Uh, well, shout out to the guys. Uh, they'll be here and they'll they'll plug in other shit. Yeah. Uh, and that's also a- plug your ass. Yeah. Okay. First of all, <laughs> uh, well, that's enough dick sucking for now. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, all of our wonderful listeners, for hearing us today. We hope you had fun. We'll be back next week with a new episode and a new film. Thank you, everybody. Remember to keep on shining. I'm brushing too. Share to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.